Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey. hey! Happy Thursday, everybody. It's the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi there. Hey, how's it going? Oh, you know, it's another day uh, in paradise. So we got another little, we got a little gift today. A little, it's a weird oh, gift. Yeah, that's a gift. Sure. I mean, it's something we've been anticipating. Also the German word for poison. But tell me more. Really? Das Gift, yeah. Interesting. Um, well, we are poisoning ourselves then with uh, the deposition that was released of one Ghislaine Maxwell. It's like 450 odd pages. I started reading it and quickly re- really re- re- quickly realized that it will be better to read the re- report of the report, which you brought to us today, Bradley. Yeah, I mean, the report of the report is very simply this. I cough, excuse me. Oh, sorry. Ghislaine Maxwell is a stonewalling, lying mm-hmm. liar who lies and tells and lies. Tells lies. There's really Through her not lying mouth. The early report of the report for the 400 million page deposition is that she doesn't really say anything that we didn't already know, which begs the question. And I will say a lot has been redacted, meaning they were able to. Um, censor some of the information in the documents, so maybe we don't have as much detail for these instances, but I'm a little shocked and surprised. I don't understand why she and her attorneys fought so hard to prevent this information from leaking, because with the, uh, you know, other than sort of painting a picture of what kind of, and look, there's 400 pages, and People haven't gone through everything yet, so very likely we might find some shocking things. However, and there's some interesting things which we can talk about, but uh, my point is um, what it really does, it seems, is sort of just paint this picture of Virginia, or excuse me, Ghislaine Maxwell as a stonewalling liar who thinks she's smarter than everybody else in the room Yeah, when she's being deposed, when she's being asked questions about her relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, and specifically about Jeffrey Epstein and his relationship, that is, criminal behavior toward uh, Virginia Roberts, now Jufre. Yeah. she. I mean, she liter- what she literally does amounts to taking the um, lawyers on a, a verbal wild goose chase to try to get an answer out of her. Yeah. Um, and it's like, she does it expertly, but also crappy. Um, because that's why I had to stop reading. I read like the first 20 pages and literally if, okay, ask me the question, where were you last night? 
Where were you last night? Mm, define what you mean by last. Yeah. And then nice you try. and then you do that and then she, okay but I don't understand the word night. I mean it literally it's that's why it's 457 pages. Now, I'm sure buried in there is something you could read between the lines of to try to understand something. But to your point, I don't understand what they were fighting so hard to hide. Well, um, uh, what I will say is as I was reading through these and um, the Independent, you know, that's a, a, a newspaper from the United Kingdom. Uh, they are doing sort of like a live feed, updating things as they go through them. And one of the pieces uh, that I was reading about um, kind of illustrates exactly what we're talking about, where... She, she like denies everything and what it makes you think, you know, like she denies uh, that she really knew Virginia Roberts. Like I kind of knew who she was, but like all these lies, I don't know what she's saying. It's all lies. Every time they would ask her about whether or not Jeffrey had underage girls, she's like, nobody was ever underage when I was present. Like she makes these, these sort of, you know, generic claims, but then you have to ask yourself, well, did, were you taking ID? Like, you were right. in, a, like, they go, did you ever see any women topless? She's like, well, as a general rule, people, it was unusual to see anyone without their clothes on. But then I'm like, well, but so you did see people without their clothes on? And is that totally normal? Mm -hmm. Like, in what world are you walking through a home and you see somebody without their clothes on? She, she, you know, knows how to, to say the right legal thing, but it just leaves... The right legal thing just begs so many more questions. There was a, sort of an illustration of this that I wanted to read that involves Schmeck's toys mm -hmm. um, because I think it's hilarious. So you could because you understand how she sort of avoids questions head on and then also is just rude and um, a bitch. And I don't <laughs> use that term um, like I use it in the truest sense of the meaning. Mm -hmm. I'm not using it in a gendered way. I would call this a man's behavior in this regard. Bitchy. Okay, so <clears throat> there is this exchange. The person asking questions, there's some exhibit. It gets to the point of um, sex toys. Ms. Maxwell reasserts that she did not recall having a basket of sex toys. Um, Ms. Maxwell is asked about a, quote, basket of sex toys that she allegedly kept in her Palm Beach home. She and presumably this is because Virginia Roberts or somebody has said she's got a basket of toys in her right. house, right? Mm -hmm. So then the lawyer says, "Well, what about this basket of toys?" And she asks the interrogator to clarify what she means. That is, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell says, "Oh, I don't know. What do you mean a basket of Schmack's toys?" Which is like her favorite move. Help and, define for me what that means. And the guy goes, "Well, a laundry basket that contains sex toys in it." Ms. Maxwell says she does not re recollect anything about a laundry basket of sex toys and tells the interrogator to define what they are referencing. The interrogator asks, and you know, this is not too vivid, but quote, a sexy toy meaning a vibrator of some kind. Sometimes they are called schmildo of that nature. Anything like that? And she responds, I don't recall anything that would be formally labeled a schmildo anything like that oh boy. and then right? he goes well how would you describe sex toys and she responds i wouldn't describe sex toys 
like unbelievable. It, I mean, it's just like she's like, I don't have to answer your question, and you're dirty. I mean, for even asking, it's because I don't do that. But that is actually like such a good. <clears throat> um, that is such a good example of how these, the this line of questioning went, and her, um, un, like the wild goose, the verbal wild goose chase that yeah. she was sending people on. It's it's remarkable. Um, and yet there was one little piece I read very early in the deposition where she says something, you know, they ask her a question about um, underage people being in the home in Jeffrey Epstein's home. And yep. she says something along the lines of I'm, I was very busy. I had a very busy job. And I thought to myself, it sure didn't sound like it. It sure sounded like all you all did was have sex with many people. Yeah. Like also. Like when you say things like, well, no one, none of the women that were in my presence were underage. Why were there any women in your presence? Yeah. Also, she talks about how she would go about asking women if they wanted to, like she would have a massage and then she would ask them if they, like, you know, she'd be at some spa and, and then reportedly she would just ask the women if they would, you know, um, go back to Jeffrey's place to provide him with the massage. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not weird. Right. Like, you think that's totally normal behavior? Right. I mean, you know, I've had really good massages before, and I guess if I was, like, super rich and wealthy, like, if if I, <clears throat> let's say you had a, a wonderful massage, mm-hmm. and you were like, oh, I know Brad really loves massages, and we're just filthy rich, I mean, I guess maybe you'd say, like, you should totally massage my friend Brad. No, that's like, weird. I, I just there's actually... There's just something that was, doesn't add up, right? Just... Yeah, that's no, that's weird. It doesn't. You're right when you because that's the problem. And that, maybe you do that once, but like, are you regularly doing that? Like, your job is to go out and find good massage yeah. therapists for Jeffrey Epstein. Was that? What and she was why busy can't doing? you? Like, I have one massage therapist in my life uh, that I found that I actually repeatedly go to over and over again because mm-hmm. he provides the massage. <laughs> this sounds horrible, but <laughs> I en- I enjoy his massages. <laughs> But my point is, like, I don't need 50 of them. Right. I don't need to go through them like Kleenex. Right. Like, you find a good one. You know, you find someone who cleans your gutters. You, you stick like with, them. You stick you with You stick them. with that person. You have a relationship. Yeah. You build out equity in that. No, it's... it. There. I think you're right, though, Bradley, and that's the important thing when you read through some of these things, is if you just read the words and you separate yourself from it, it reads a certain way, but if you actually like think critically about the reality of that scenario playing out in the world, yeah, like what's like at what point does somebody just go throw what up the heck some is flags. going on here? Yeah, it should throw up some <clears throat> flags. That's not normal behavior. Yeah, um, yeah. I, you know, I look, I look forward to again reading more reports of the report as people find their way through this. But I'm also not optimistic that there's going to be anything really important in there was there anything about um prince andrew no in fact um they go to great lengths to either redact uh any reference to prince andrew um or you know to avoid talking about him that is not not the people asking the questions but Ghislaine and um whoever was responsible for redacting the information because um from what i've read there is no mention of of Prince Andrew, although they do mention some occasions where Prince Andrew and Virginia Roberts were have. So they mentioned some trips that Ghislaine was on Mm -hmm. that coincide with moments in time. Virginia Roberts has said that she was 
um, assaulted by Prince Andrew mm-hmm. or had sexual uh, was sexually assaulted by Prince Andrew. Yeah, words are hard. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but he's not directly mentioned. Um, but see, that's like a that's like the side project that I'm depending on people who are reading the report to do right yeah. to like find those because that's public record, right? What trips, um, Prince Andrew might have been on. Right. Parts of that might be. Yeah, I think most of that stuff happened while he was in the UK, unless it was him going to the the island. But but like, you know, pizza time. I don't know that that's right. Necessarily going to show up. Mm -hmm. Pizza time won't show up. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Holly Roberts is going to bring us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert after this on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Holly Roberts is here with all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hey, Halls. Hello, hello. Let's talk about a story. It was making headlines yesterday afternoon, but this is concerning a new interview with show creator Shonda Rhimes, Mm. one of the most prolific showrunners of all time. Of course, Colleen, you make that noise because you really love her show Grey's Anatomy. I do, but I do not love this story, and that's why she's my D-bag today. We'll get to that. Don't worry about it. About the Disneyland stuff? Yes. She's your D-bag? Yes. Really? Yes. I'm very shocked by this. Really? Yes. All right. Tell the story. All right. So the story is, is that Shonda Rhimes, she used to be over at ABC. Now she's at Netflix. Well, she's talking about the, the final straw for her in her negotiation with ABC. So... One of the perks when you work for ABC, they're owned by the Walt Disney Company, and is that you get passes to Disney parks for free. So she talked about the time that she wanted them for her extended family because her sister used to take the kids to the Disney park. She was at work. Sister took the kids to Disneyland. One of the passes didn't work, denying them entry. Then Shonda called a high-ranking executive to assist with the issue. The person responded, quote, don't you have enough? It's a $150 pass. And she said she thanked him for his time and that it was his response. It wasn't the pass. It was the response of the executive that prompted the That's rude. Where it was just like, hey. I don't know that I would come at Shonda Rhimes with don't you have enough. That's a good point. Because I think you would then become... The star of your very own miniseries. And it's not going to end well. I spy the D-bag and it's this executive at ABC. I'm going to be real honest, though. I kind of think that they're both a little D-bagger. Well, she left. Yes. And she went over to Netflix. Well, but putting it in perspective... Shonda produced 70 hours of TV every year for ABC. Mm-hmm. And she's helped. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Disney make over $2 billion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was a $150 pass. Like... I don't know. Yeah, but I think she probably thought in that moment, this is a $150 pass, really? After okay. all that I have done? We will litigate this later. Wonderful. <laughs> so there's that story. Let's move on to Max Erich. Exclusive sources tell Page Six that he has moved on with somebody else after breaking up with Demi Lovato. Oh, sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That happened. <laughs> so- no, he's moved. Well, yeah. So from the beach where he was crying, that's really the headline. That is true. We don't know exactly where Max Erich is right now, but he's not crying on a beach in Malibu. And if he was, he would definitely be letting us know that he was doing as such. So there have been rumors that Max has been posting pictures of himself with former American Idol contestant Sneka Vaid, but sources are telling Page Six. That is all pretend. Max wants to make it look like he and Sonika yeah. are together, but actually she's in a full relationship and lives with her boyfriend. <laughs> That's like that <laughs> episode of the Golden Girls where Blanche is like, look at my date, and it's this hot young guy, and then his manager comes over and is like, dude, um, you're a waiter. What are you doing sitting here at the table with the guests? <laughs> and then Blanche is found out. Mm-hmm. She's like, do I have to give back my 20? Yeah, so sources are saying that Max is trying to get back at Demi Lovato and make her jealous, but, well, I don't think the middle school tactics are really working on Demi. She's busy talking with aliens. He is so bad at this. Yeah, it's really quite awkward, but also quite fun to watch because then we get to talk about it. Oh my God, it's just, (laughs) quote, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. Yeah, I don't think Demi Lovato is paying attention to Max Erich anymore because she's busy in Joshua Tree conversing with aliens Mm -hmm. via an app that can be yours for the low low price of Mm $9.99. Remember VH1 celeb reality shows back in the mid-2000s? Like what? Like The Surreal Life. Oh, sure. And I Love New York. Oh, wow. That was a throwback right there. Flavor of Love. Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, love. Charm School, all Mm -hmm. of these shows. Well, if you love those, this story is for you. New York herself, Tiffany Pollard, is coming back to VH1 for a celeb reality reunion show. It's going to be called I Love New York Reunited. Vivica A. Fox is hosting. Wow. And Tiffany Pollard is going to get back together with some of her favorite contestants from I Love New York, revisiting the show's greatest moments, breaking down the biggest heartbreaks, and diving into how the cast members' lives have evolved throughout the years. I mean, I guess if that was your thing, you're really excited, right? It was a big thing. Yeah. It was a big thing. It's funny. Be, well, for I don't think I have VH1, but if I did and I was feeling I like I don't feel particular nostalgia for that. There are other shows like that that I feel nostalgia for that I would totally be interested in in this type of show. Right. Because this is exactly the time we're all kind of digging back into the simpler times Um and I would, yeah, but this one isn't the one for me, but there is, there is one for me. This just isn't it. Which one is for you? I don't know. Like I would do something surreal lifey. I'd be down with that for sure. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, I liked New York. I liked Flavor, Flavor of Love because that's where we learned. That's where we met New York. Mm-hmm. But I, for some reason, that's just not tickling my nostalgia fancy right not now. Not tickling the, the fancy for you. Well, right. let's talk about a couple that has broken up that I don't 
don't think we really even knew we're together, but Anna Wintour and her boyfriend have split up after 20 years together. I, oh, find I didn't it know shocking she was in a relationship. Somebody was with her. Yeah, so she's been in a relationship with this guy, Shelby Bryan. He's a telecom millionaire. They've split after more than 20 years together. Page six reporting that things have cooled off between the power couple. They haven't been seen in public together for some time. But now they're done for good. Now, oh, no. rumor around town is that this guy, Shelby Bryan, went back to his ex-wife. Ooh. So, I sometimes even forget she has a daughter. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we forget that she is not a fashion cyborg. Uh, exactly. I was going to say, sometimes they forget she's not a robot. All right. That is, she's, an, she's actual, an actual human. She's an actual human being, that Anna Wintour. So, hopefully she eases the heartbreak somehow. And finally, Bethany Frankel is slamming Tyra Banks' alleged Real Housewives ban on Dancing with the Stars. So, there was a report from OK Magazine that said that Tyra Banks was making it clear that she didn't want any more Real Housewives in her ballroom. Bethany Frankel took to Twitter to slam that rumor and Tyra Banks. But since it was published in OK Magazine, it seems like Bethany Frankel had a change of heart and she immediately deleted the tweet that was slamming Tyra Banks and Dancing with the Stars. OK Magazine is maybe not your best uh, source. Right? Also, I just love the storyline of Tyra Banks referring to the ballroom as her ballroom. Now, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Well, I love that. Tells you everything you need to know. Right? Yeah. Oh, Holly, thank you for that dirt alert. Yeah. Thank we need you. somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. If you get them all right, you win a prize. We do it every day at 1230 right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day at 1230 right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. And this, my friends, is your 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Who's on the phone today, Colleen? Who's on the phone today, Holly? It's Missy. We've got Missy on the line. And what is Missy playing for? Missy is playing for this. A MyTalk 1071 t-shirt. Yeah. All right, Missy. You ready? Are you ready to play the 30-second pop culture challenge? You bet your bippy. Okay. I don't even know what a bippy is, but I'm excited. Timer will begin after I ask the first question. Here we go. What is the name of the Grinch's dog? Spike. No. I don't know. What Mike Tyson is famous for playing what sport? Boxing. Who is the youngest daughter in the Brady Bunch? Cindy. What was the first full-length Disney animated film? Snow White. Santana plays what instrument? Guitar. Uh, the name of the Grinch's dog starts with an M, ends with an X. Max. Yeah! Congratulations, you won the 30-second pop culture challenge. Thanks for playing today. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, 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 pew. Um, and been a while. For all of you who did not get the chance to play, you can try tomorrow because we do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show. We shall do. That was exciting. You get one of these. Hold on. There it is. Pew, delayed, pew, 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 pew. A little delayed gratification. Del- delayed air horn. It's okay. Um, as long as we get it out. That's what matters. All right. Now that we've answered all those questions, we can solve some mysteries. We do that in the form of blind items that Holly's brought for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Oh, no, not that one. Blinded by, blinded by 
It's that one. Mm-hmm. It's that celebrity gossip mystery sounder. Here's our first one for Colleen and Bradley to solve. Okay. This could get messy. I told you, I, NT lawyer, told you a few months ago that the A-literate, A-minus, B-plus list actress was trying to get a child support bump. The dad said no. NT lawyer thought he would cave, so this wouldn't head into the courts and then become public. Oh, so we didn't know about it till it spilled into the public? Well, we don't know about it, but the oh, thing is, is NT yes. lawyer thought they would settle so that we would continue to not know this about it. This sounds super familiar. Because we've talked about this. Um, A minus B plus list actress. Yes, A literate. A literate. Her first and last name start with the same letter. And um, is she a movie actress or a TV actress? I uh, she has done both, but we okay. know her more for her work in television. Is the dad famous? Well, allegedly, yes. We don't know who the dad is. That's the issue. Oh, that, oh, that's the thing yeah, that if it, that means the child support wasn't settled mm-hmm. and if she takes it to court, it's going to go public. No, nope. you're thinking Mindy Kaling, but nope, no, because she's not illiterate. But no, mm-hmm. who else? Who else? Who else do we not know the father of? Oh, 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 no. Not Charlize Theron. Nope. No. Uh, this person is also blonde, like Charlize. Yep. She's known for being beautiful. Mm-hmm. She has a little following on social media. Uh, and she was a primary cast member in a very prestige television show that debuted over, oh gosh, over a decade ago. Sad. Um, oh, man. We're really bad at this. Prestige television yes. show? It was so her one name is that- Betty Boop. Boop boop banope. <laughs> no. Can you give us a letter? Boop. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I got really excited about that. <laughs> um, so the show was one of those shows about ten years ago where everyone used to dress in period costume and gather and watch it. Remember when we used to do those kinds of things? Oh, oh January Jones. Yeah, Duh. Oh my gosh. Oh, January Men. Jones. God, I don't care about her. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I don't, she's not in my brain, so I would never have been able to pick that up. Right. Well, NT Lawyer is saying that it could get messy because he told you a few months ago that January Jones was trying to get a child support bump. The dad, allegedly Jason Sudeikis, Ooh, I did not know that. Mm -hmm. NT Lawyer thought he would cave so this wouldn't head into the courts and become public. Were they a couple? I know that that's a dumb question to ask because you can have children and not be a couple. I think that they had relations that would lead Quote, to having a child. My romance with Jason Sudeikis ended after the long distance kind of petered us out. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. This was in May of 2011 from the New York Daily News. Mm-hmm. Thank you for doing that research, Bradley. You're welcome. Mm. Next. Here's another celebrity gossip mystery. Okay. The NC lawyer is assuming... The A-list singer in a family filled with singers will use her latest story about being pursued by aliens, she was probably wasted, to also shill for the Conversing with the Aliens app. Miley mm, Cyrus. Cyrus. Um, so this is that dumb idiot that's trying to get his app mm-hmm. that used Demi Lovato. Yes. Who is this person? I don't know, but he needs to be fired. 
read from the his thing. own job. <laughs> he, this guy. So NT Lawyer is assuming that Miley Cyrus will use her latest story about being pursued by aliens and snowplows in the California Flying desert. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Who is she? It's probably wasted and admitted as such. To also shill for the conversing with the aliens app. Which is weird because why is this person trying to get a celebrity push for his app? Seriously, who is Money? this guy again? Oh, that's true. Alien app. What's uh, what's his name? Alien app. Oops. There's only two P's in apps, guys. Um, What is his name? I don't know. Oh, I don't ever. He's I, this guy. I just want to know more about this character because I feel like, I don't know, something else is going on here. Mm-hmm. He's probably giving them drugs. <laughs> well, well, let's hope he's not giving Demi Lovato drugs. Well, I know that—that's what I'm hoping. Also, it, is it Miley Cyrus sober at least from marijuana? Uh, yes. yeah, she's been talking about that recently. Doctor Stephen Greer, mm-hmm. and he has forty-nine thousand followers. Uh, he has a conversation with Demi Lovato, and. I don't know anything about him, but now we can Google. Oh some man, more. you guys, I might end up spending some time here. Well, because you want to converse with aliens. I mean, that's yeah, one of your and things. because there's like videos with witness testimonies. No, yep. No, this mm-hmm. is all lies. I'm gonna have to he was on the Joe Rogan experience. Which okay. means nothing. I know. I'm just saying this guy is what I'm saying is he's leveraging the celebrities. Yeah, he's trying to make money off of people's ignorance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a medical doctor. Bloop. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He's a retired traumatologist. Oh. Well, he's traumatizing me right now with this story. Mm-hmm. And a ufologist, <laughs> which is a person who... It, ufology is the investigation of unidentified flying objects. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> Here's another celebrity gossip mystery for you guys to solve. Has nothing to do with alien pseudoscience Thank or apps. God. Where do you suppose a celebrity sibling is getting the $10,000 a month to pay publicists to get in monthly magazines and tabloids mm-hmm. and be put front and center? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's getting it from her much more famous and talented yep. sibling, but not by choice. Mm-hmm. Her name is Jamie Lynn Spears. Yeah, that's interesting. Why is that? Why? Why is that that we're seeing stuff yeah. in the tabloids? Because this is saying she's taking money from the estate. No, I understand, but I'm saying why? She girl wants attention. For what though? To get a, some more work. She wants a Zoe 101 reunion oh, reboot nice thing like that. Mm-hmm. So NT lawyer is saying, where do you suppose Jamie Lynn Spears is getting the ten thousand dollars a month to pay publicists to get into magazines and tabloids and be put mm. front and center for her projects? Well, Jamie Lynn Spears is getting all that cash from Britney Spears, but it's not because Britney Spears is just giving it to her sister. No, because she took over the role of her like uh, legacy. Mm-hmm. She's got her hands in the cookie jar, mm-hmm. allegedly. Mm-hmm. Cookies. 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 Um, all right. Well, I wish we had time for more, but sadly we don't. 
Um, when we come back, though, I'm very excited about our next guest on the Colleen and Bradley show, our friend Rob Williams from Every Meal, formerly the Sheridan Story. They're the charity that we will be working with for this year's Project Down and Dirty. Uh, and we're going to chat with him to see, uh, you know, to learn more, all of us together, about the wonderful work they do at Every Meal and get everybody excited for next week. After this, on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Sorry, this is an official weather forecast, and I just interrupted. Sorry. Go on. That's it. So big. <laughs> Thank you. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And we are just on the verge of unleashing your favorite My Talk hosts and us, Colleen and Bradley, on uh, a new a new adventure. Project Down and Dirty classic radio drama and one of the things about project down and dirty we do it every year it's like a reality show on the radio what we do is we raise money for really wonderful worthy charities and we are so lucky because for the second time in 10 years Mm -hmm. we get the extreme privilege of helping raise money for uh, a charity called Every Meal. It used to be called The Sheridan Story, um, but now they've changed their name. And our friend Rob Williams, who's the executive director, is on the line with us. Hello, Rob. Hey, Rob. Hello. We're so excited to be talking with you. And we talked to you just a couple, was it just like a week and a half ago now? I'm fine. Um, when, or, or maybe two weeks ago, when you announced that you changed the name of the Sheridan story to Every Meal. And let's just kind of really quick give everybody sort of the, the upshot on, on why that change took place. Yeah, well, we learned about a month and a half ago that the school we're named after, Sheridan Elementary School, which is in Northeast Minneapolis. Um, that's where we first started providing food to kids. That school was actually named after a person named Philip Sheridan, who is a pretty bad person. Mm-hmm. And so did some bad thing, pretty bad things and said some pretty bad things. We didn't want to be affiliated with that at all. So we decided to change our name to Every Meal. Which is such a great name because it really does um, encompass what you do at Every Meal. Um, so, so now I will have you give the elevator pitch of the wonderful work that you do at Every Meal. Well, we focus on food gaps for kids when they don't have access to other meal programs, typically government-funded programs or or programs available at school. Um, So we focus on weekends, holidays, summer break, and make sure that the over 300,000 kids in Minnesota who don't have enough food, we work to fill those gaps where they don't have the food that they need to learn and grow. And so we have provided about two over 2.5 million meals in response to COVID, and we're still going through that with the kind of craziness with, that everyone has experienced with, you know, school, mm-hmm. um, with whatever that looks like. And, um, you know, our, our focus is the kids to make sure they get the food they need. I was going to say, it's a, you know, it's been such a change. In, like every, I feel like every week, you know, there are new things changing in the world, and that impacts everybody. And a lot of times we just forget that, you know, that people have needs regardless of what's going on in the world. So whether everybody thinks the world is just going along normally and everything's fine, um, or we're in the midst of a global pandemic, at the end of the day, you still have kids that are going to need food. And so it's so encouraging to know that an organization like Every Meal is there providing that resource for kids despite the things that the world is throwing at us. 
Yeah, there's, I mean, you know, like you said, everything's, everything's different now, I keep saying, and, and it's different every day, different every week. Um, what's still there is, is kids don't have enough food all the time. And, you know, that's what we're working on. And that's what your listeners can make a difference today through their donations and support to help make sure those kids get the food they need. You know, one of the things that strikes me is um, when we first started working with you, Rob, it was interesting because I have kids, I have school-aged kids, and, and you were telling me a lot about, you know, how the bags of food are distributed to kids that typically um, they just sort of sort of miraculously appear in their backpack. Maybe during class, somebody will go and, and sort of tuck them into their backpack so that so that it's not sort of this big, like, we're handing out food thing, right? So there's some integrity. And it occurred to me that I didn't know that every meal was in my kid's school because it's so discreet in the way that you fill that gap and bridge the weekend with with the food bundles that you give. Um, so for, for people who might be thinking like, boy, I had, I had not heard of every meal. I wonder if they're in my school. How many schools do you serve? We are in about 270 schools, um, mostly in the Twin Cities. It covers, it's across about 30 different school districts. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can actually go on our website and see the different schools and districts that we're in. It's so impressive. Everymeal.org. It's so impressive. Um, And it's such a necessary thing. What can you say, like, how do you decide what kind of food um, is going to be uh, delivered to kids. I mean, that's that's no small thing, right? You like you can't just say, well, we've got a bag of rice and some other stuff thrown in there. Clearly, you're being very thoughtful about it. Can you tell us a little bit about what kind of thought goes into the types of food uh, that you're delivering to kids? Yeah, and I think the first priority is the first thing we do is is we buy basically all of the food that we provide. Um, we've spent in the last six months over $2 million just purchasing food. Um, so we're not just giving the kids like the leftover food that, you know, maybe no one else really wants or there's something wrong with it. We don't really think that's a dignified, it doesn't really retain their dignity Mm -hmm. as kids. We want them to have food that we call as nutritious and delicious. Um, so we have a registered dietitian on staff who works to make sure the uh, nutritional contents and value is good. We have taste tests. Um, we actually have 20, 25 different menus of bags that are broken down into five different categories. Um, so some of those are culturally tailored bags. Um, some are more situationally tailored, like say they don't have access to a kitchen. Um, so we put a lot of thought uh, into the food we provide the the kids are only supported if they eat the food, and if they eat the food, it's only helpful if it provides them nutrition for their body and brain to grow. So um, we're very specific on that. It's not just, you know, we find whatever food is kind of left over or whatever food people will give to us. We're actually out there buying from, you know, General Mills and other big companies. Well, and the huge part is, you know, I, I, and again, like I said, I've got I've got school-age kids in uh, who are doing distance learning. So... It, almost more than ever, it's important for them to have that support, that nutritional disp- support to help them focus in this already, you know, different and unsettled time. But they're not actually in the classroom, you know, with their teachers. Um, so this, you know, helps kind of, like you said, give them nutritious and delicious food that helps keep them focused on being kids and doing what kids need to do. 
Yeah, and you know, our goal is to uh, one of our goals is to it's really supporting the teachers and the parents and and the adults in these kids' lives by removing one of the barriers to education mm-hmm. and to learning. Um, you know, if I'm you know, I just ate lunch, so if I if I was hungry right now, it would be harder for me to concentrate. Mm-hmm. And that's just one meal. So imagine not having much or anything to eat over a whole weekend or every night. Um, and, you know, that's we want the kids to be well fed and able to pay attention in class. Um, I mean, we've seen our food program. The, the schools have told us that attentiveness is improved, behaviors improved, self-esteem, grades, all kinds of stuff. It's really a holistic um impact on such a basic need to, to affect the whole kid's life, the kid's whole life. Well, Rob, we are so excited to be working with you again on Project Down and Dirty. It kicks off on uh, next week. I believe officially on Tuesday, we kick off Project Down and Dirty. Um, but we are very excited to continue to get the message out and the mission of every meal and uh, and get you some support so that you can continue to do the wonderful work that you're already doing. Um, so, Rob, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for help having me and for your support. Um, we've actually had to decrease the amount of food we could provide by, based on a limit of funding. So every, you know, right now every dollar is is food. So thank you so much. Perfect. Well, we're gonna we're gonna turn that around uh, next week. We're gonna get moving for you. Thank you so much, Rob. And you'll hear more about every meal next week as we embark on Project Down and Dirty. And there will be opportunities to give and help them do the wonderful work they do. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, Lily James and Dominic West. It won't stop. We'll talk about them after this. And NetApp, where dare we say in love with the cloud? And we're consumed by its epic potential. For years, we've been fine-tuning our approach. Heck, we love the cloud so much, we integrated all our data management experiences into it. NetApp makes the cloud work smarter and harder by letting you connect your data no matter where it is, access and securely manage your data, automate processes and optimize infrastructure, unlocking all your data's possibilities. Tap now or visit netapp.com love to see how amazing the cloud can be. Splash Weather Repel Premium Windshield Wash features a three-in-one formula that repels rain, sleet, snow, and bugs while leaving a streak-free shine. And its advanced beating technology keeps you seeing safely all year long. See safely on the road when you apply a little splash. Pick some up at Walmart today.